I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Age of Radio. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, ladies and gentlemen, time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. Joining me as always is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. I'm excited, dude. Some WWE talk. How you doing? Yes, sir. As we recap, extreme rules, quote unquote. Yes. <laughs> Un-extreme rules. Very much so. Are you ready to get down to business? Let's get it, brother. All right, here we go with the kickoff uh, kickoff match. It was Liv Morgan taking on Carmella. Carmella was out to protect her face, uh, her most important asset during the WWE Extreme Rules kickoff match, but that may have cost the most beautiful woman in all of WWE as Liv Morgan pulled off the victory. Carmella taunted Morgan before the Bellbird trash talk seemed to motivate her fiery opponent. Morgan was relentless, capping off her attack by smashing Carmella's face into the commentary table at ringside, allowing her to pin the most beautiful woman of all in all of WWE after slamming her face first into the canvas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, that was uh, that was great, and I was happy for Liv Morgan, who's been on a roll of late. So maybe we'll get to see her in a potential uh, championship match. Hey, man, she's very she's very talented, and uh, she's finally getting somewhat of a push, which is pretty cool. Yes, sir. Well, that's a great start to taking on Mella. Definitely. All right. Next up, we had a match that was added to the card right before the pay per view. We had the New Day taking on Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, and Amos. After a wild brawl backstage in the backstage area during the kickoff, the New Day put Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, and Amos in their place in a high octane six man tag team battle that kicked off the pay per view event. Big E tagged into the bout early, and after flattening AJ Styles, he demanded the Almighty enter the ring. By literally throwing AJ Styles into his own corner, so that way he could tag in Lashley. Lashley soon found himself trapped 
uh, trapped in the New Day's corner and on the receiving end of the Unicorn uh, Stampede. But the powerful Almighty rebounded, overpowering Kofi Kingston. And if things weren't bad enough for Kingston, Lashley tagged Styles for uh, Styles' personal colossus almost into the fray. The seven-footer exerted his will on Kingston, dominating the former WWE champ. But Kingston showed great resilience in fighting out of his opponent's corner, just as it looked as Kingston would tag in his partners after sending Lashley crashing to the arena floor. The Almighty took out Big E and Xavier Woods at ringside. Eventually, the WWE Champion finally got back into the match, charging in like a house of fire. Miscommunication between Styles and Lashley cost him the victory. After Styles tagged himself in, Lashley returned the favor as Styles launched into a personal, or I mean, sorry, a phenomenal forearm attempt. The Almighty attempted to catch Big E off guard with a spear, but the champ dodged Lashley, sending him into the phenomenal one. That gave Big E the opening to connect a big ending on Lashley to give the New Day a huge win with Kofi Kingston and Woods back in his corner, along with a power of positivity. Is there anyone who can stop Big E? Man, that's crazy, dude. It was a good match. Um, yeah, and that's sometimes how it goes. A little distraction here, and then boom. Yes, sir. You get the win. Yes, absolutely, man. It was a great match. Um, to me, honestly, I mean, we had more matches to go, but this ended up being my favorite match of the night, honestly. Really? Yeah, the way things ended up going, some of the match. I mean, this um, next one we're about to tag t- talk about with the tag team champions, the Usos taking on the Street Profits, was pretty good. But some of the other matches just didn't live up to what I was hoping for. Yeah. All right. Next up, like we were talking about, the SmackDown champions, the Usos taking on the Street Profits. The Street Profits wanted all the smoke at the WWE Extreme Rules after the Bloodline's ruthless attack on Montez Ford, but the damage done to Ford was too much for the challengers to overcome as the Usos left Columbus with its uh, uh, SmackDown Tag Titles. The Street Profits came up on a teamed up for a high-risk maneuver in, the, in a SmackDown Tag Team title match against the Usos. Um, I don't know why it's start talking about all that right there. <laughs> Anyways... After a brutal attack they orchestrated on Friday, the Usos targeted Ford's injured ribs in, bout, in the bout's opening moments. The Street Profits took control over Ford as they soared to the, uh, over the ring post and onto the Usos and connected with a frog splash. However, the damage done to Ford's ribs must, might have cost him and uh, Angelo Dawkins the titles as Ford would clutch his side in pain, at, delaying the attempt into a pin, which allowed Jimmy and Jay to clobber him with a double super kick and then a double Uso splash to the top rope to retain the titles. But would the Bloodline be able to make it two for two with the Universal Champion Showdown with the Demon Finn Balor still looming? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was a good match. Uh, and the way it ended was like, oof. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, it was really good. Um, close match. Uh, but like I said, it was kind of so predictable that this was kind of the way it was going. Yeah, I think you and I both said that, you know, that the bloodline is to stick around for a little bit longer. Um, I think they stick around all the way through, well, not through, but all the way till WrestleMania. Looking like it. Yeah. I mean, we may see some cracks in the bloodline, but I doubt it. I mean, this would have been a good kind of way to start a little bit of a issue in the foundation, but looks like we're probably going to, you're probably right, we're probably going to see this go all the way at least yeah. through WrestleMania. And I think this is, this is, we're getting closer to the break between uh, Paul Heyman and, and Roman Reigns, but uh, not the bloodline. The bloodline will stick around for a little bit. Yes, yeah. sir. All right, next up we have Raw Women's Champion Charlotte Flair taking on the lately demonic Alexa Bliss. 
Charlotte Flair defeated Bliss to retain the Raw Women's Championship, but the Queen may have unleashed a new rage from Bliss on the Bliss on the Red Brand. Bliss caught the Queen with a dive off the apron onto the floor, but Flair soon used her size and strength advantage to grind Bliss into the canvas. Bliss would fight back and counter uh, the figure eight, but her obsession with Lily was was Bliss's undoing. Flair tossed the doll at Bliss and then booted her and rammed her into the ring post, then connected with natural selection to retain her title. After the bell, bell, Flair booted Bliss out of the ring and turned her attention back to Lily, tearing the doll to shreds. Alexa ambushed Flair, but the champion turned the tables and hurled her over the commentary desk. When Bliss came to, she saw the remnants of Lily laying in the ring. Reduced to tears, Bliss grabbed Lily's shredded husk and retreated to the backstage area, stopping to let out her, 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 ow, horrific shrieks that let the Raw roster know that the nightmare may be far from over. Yeah, but yeah, we got we got some news with that too. That uh, you know, Alexa Bliss might be out for a little bit. They're they're writing her off TV because mm-hmm. she has was it like sinus issues yeah, or something? So she's, she's having sinus surgery. Yeah. So. so that's not totally surprising. Does this mean we'll get? But it's gonna be interesting because now this is an opportunity to bring back the old Alexa. Or you can still continue with the kind of possessed Alexa. It's going to be interesting to see which Alexa comes back. It is uh, because, you know, I I think she's very good at what she does, but mm-hmm. it doesn't match the storyline anymore. Um, yeah. With Bray being gone, you really don't need it. So Exactly. And she's, she's kind of a badass either way. So yeah. There's not really a, a call for a quote-unquote paranormal character anymore since the one that you were trying to push as your paranormal you released and the storyline doesn't really work for Alexa to be the new paranormal superstar and really we kind of kind of need to stop looking at trying to fill the Undertaker shoes right now I think we kind of just need to let the paranormal activity um, aspect of WWE kind of let it subside and maybe bring on a new character down the road when bring it back later yeah. yeah bring it back with a different type of character later on all right next up we had the triple threat match the united states champion damon pre damian priest sorry almost said damon <laughs> taking on sheamus and jeff hardy for the united states title are you ready sir let's go bro this one was a good one this was a good one i think this was actually my second favorite match almost came close to being my favorite match but like i said the new day yeah it was good to see the new day together that's what i think what really kind of won me over with that one yeah oh yeah dude it's good to see big big e back with his boys though that didn't very last very long unfortunately if you've paid attention to the draft which we've talked about we'll talk about and recap next week but for right now we're still fi- fixating with this <laughs> so exactly so. so the united states champion damian priest was a major at a major disadvantage in the triple threat match but he used the chaos to his advantage, defeating Sheamus and Jeff Hardy to retain the title. Sheamus wanted to go after the champion by himself, clobbering Hardy right out out of the ring, right with a bro kick at the bell. But Hardy got back into the fray quickly and taking out Priest with a dive onto the floor. The Celtic warrior exerted his will from there, pummeling Priest and Hardy into the canvas. However, in the midst of delivering the Alabama slam to the charismatic Enigma, 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 there we go. Sheamus lost his protective mask, leaving his previously broken nose exposed. They gave Priest a target, and he took advantage by clutching the uh, Celtic Warrior's face. Uh, Priest launched Sheamus off the top rope and looked for a th- to have a three count until Hardy came crashing down with a swanton bomb, which was an amazing swanton bomb out of nowhere because no one saw it coming. 
Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. A good one, man. The pace picked up from there with all three superstars throwing bombs at each other. Sheamus once again clocked Hardy with a bro kick, but Priest caught the Celtic Warrior with a roll-up to retain his title. Priest embraced legendary Hardy after the bell while Sheamus seethed and stomped off in rage. Cooper, your thoughts? The angry, the angry Irishman. That's, that's usually how it goes, right? Yes, sir. Um, but it, it's nice to see some respect between two superstars. And, uh, you know, it was a good match. It really was. I enjoyed this one. Yes, sir. It was fantastic, and I loved every moment of it. All right, next up we had the SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Lynch taking on the EST of WWE, Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair was seemingly closing in on her win during her women's uh, her SmackDown Women's title match against Becky Lynch at Extreme Rules, but a returning Sasha Banks made one thing clear. It's boss time. Belair used her athleticism in a, to her advantage in the earlier moments of the match until Becky Lynch uh, caught her mid-leap and slammed her to the canvas. The man continued to wear down her challenger using Belair's long braid to keep control while telling the WWE Universe to keep their mouth shut. But the EST of WWE remained resilient in the face of adversity, battling back and powering the champion up for a delayed vertical suplex. Belair's display of immense strength continued, but it's still not enough to keep the man down, visibly, visibly frustrating the challenger. Lynch fought back by slipping out of the Bel- out of Belair's grasp and locking in the disarmor, but Bel- Belair got free and looked to be on the verge of victory with Lynch in position for a KOD. When Becky, I um, mean, sorry, when Banks rushed to the ring and ambushed the challenger, and but Belair was not the only one to feel the wrath of the returning Banks as Lynch got attacked by the boss as well. The boss left WWE Extreme Rules with a message for both competitors. I'll see you both this Friday. Yeah, man. Uh, This was a good match all the way around. Mm -hmm. Uh, I enjoyed it. And you and I both said that, you know, Becky would retain. Yes. But it would be a match this time. And it it was. That was a match. Um, I don't really care for... Sasha Banks coming out of nowhere, but eventually she was going to come back. So, right. I mean, she's back. So yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, this is going to be interesting as we move on to the crown jewel. Definitely is, man. Yep. All right. Next up, the main event Universal Champion Roman Reigns taking on the demon Finn Balor in an Extreme Rules match. The only match that was a technically an Extreme Rules match. And it wasn't really that extreme was it? I mean it was but it wasn't. There were some kendo sticks used. Yeah. A couple chair shots. A couple chairs and maybe a table. Yeah. But not a whole lot going on. (laughs) Alright. The demon Finn Balor had been unbeatable up to this point and he looked looked to be just that at WWE Extreme Rules. But a malfunction of the top rope led to Roman Reigns' victory over Balor's unsettling alter ego and a grueling Extreme Rules match, and the head of the table retained his Universal Championship. At first, Reigns did not know how to deal with his seemingly unstoppable opponent. When Reigns pulled out a kendo stick, the demon pulled out a bundle of sticks bound together, which he used to pummel the champion. But when the demon went to pull a table out from under the ring, Reigns found an opening and hit Balor with a drive-by, sending him crashing to the ring post. From there, the bout spilled into the WWE Universe in Columbus, where the demon drove Reigns through a table with a crossbody. Uh, as the bout made its way back into the ring, the head of the table took control, giving Balor a taste of his own medicine by smashing him through a table. 
and clobbering him with a Superman punch. With Paul Heyman hyping him up from ringside, Reigns declared that the WWE Universe would acknowledge him all day, every day, as he set up for a spear. Balor stopped the uh, stopped the first attempt, but he took a full brunt of the second. The Demon kicked out at the last second, hitting Reigns with a low blow in the process that gave Balor the opening to connect with a coup de grace. <laughs> but before Balor could pin the champion, Jimmy and Jey Uso yanked him out of the ring and battered him at ringside. Balor, though, fought back, taking out both Usos, only to find himself in the path of Reigns' spear, driving him through ringside barricade. But just as things looked bleakest for Balor, the demon's heartbeat echoed through the arena, bringing him back to life. Uh, Balor sprung to his feet, grabbing the chair and hammering Roman with it before sending him crashing through a table at ringside with a shotgun drop, t- drop kick. Balor rolled Reigns back into the ring and scaled the ropes for the coup de grace, but just as the demon was about to spring into the air, the buckles holding up the top rope plate snapped and gave out from under the Balor, uh, from Balor, sending him hurling to the mat. Balor clutched his knee, grimacing in pain as he got back to his feet. The challenger turned around in another spear that gave Reigns the three count. Reigns faced his toughest challenge to date, and though he nearly lost his title, fate helped bring him helped him hang on to it. Now the head of the table has a monstrous challenge awaiting him in the form of Brock Lesnar at the Crown Jewel. Oh, Cooper, your man. thoughts. Was it really fate, or was it fixed? I mean, come on, dude. Like, when does the damn top rope break? When does it ever break? It never breaks. What the... What is going on here? I don't know, man. I just don't get it. It just makes absolutely no sense. What were they going to play this off as? Oh, the 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 force of of the demon entering into Balor was too much for the ring post to handle? And so it, so it collapsed under him? Yeah, it looked more like uh, somebody did a shitty job of putting together that ring. Just saying. All right. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, it was um, absolutely. It was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, we knew that this match was going to end this way just because of the fact that... Well, not exactly that way. Well, not exactly that way, but we knew that Roman was going to retain because yes. of... The crown jewel and Brock Lesnar. And right. It's just not fair that, that, you know, Finn Balor doesn't get a fair shot. Because I'm sorry, but that's not fair. No, like, it's not. When does that ever happen to anybody? Yeah. And what's stupid is, is he's never had a truly fair opportunity ever since having to give up the Universal Championship when he first won the thing as the first Universal Champion because he separated his shoulder in a grueling match with Seth Rollins. Yeah, that was like... A match beyond words, dude. That was a good match, dude. And, I mean, for for him to not get a fair shot at another chance at the title is just like, what the hell? All right. He's never, ever since he came back, he's never really got that chance. And, and then they put him back down at NXT and did all that other shit. And I'm just like, what are you doing? All right. That's, that disrespect is beyond crazy. Um, so obviously though, we kind of saw this coming obviously because, you know, we're, we're talking about crown jewel, which is also weird because it's during the middle of the week in the middle of the day on a Thursday. Yeah. It's on a Thursday. It's like, what, what? It's like, they just, they don't care about us fans anymore. They only care about that, that one thing, money. Yep. All about the bottom line. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens between Lesnar and Roman as we get our way, make our way to the crown jewel. Uh, 
Also announced for the Crown Jewel is a triple threat match for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. So that's going to be an interesting... Definitely going to be an interesting match. Mm-hmm. So um, what I like about the triple threats is there's no rules. Yeah. That's why technically the United States Championship is a... <laughs> was a... Was a, yeah. An extreme rules match because you can't get disqualified. So... Yeah, but I, I, like I said, I was really kind of disappointed how they went about setting up Extreme Rules. Like, you know, we made fun of it because there was one match that was technically an Extreme Rules match. What I used to like about the pay-per-view is not everything was an Extreme Rules match in it, but everything had a stipulation type match. It was a specialty match. Yeah, You would have like a, a tables match. You would have a chair match. You would have a ladder match. You would have no holds barred. You you do things. It's just, it pisses me off because I feel like they've just gotten lazy with everything. Yeah. And it's not fair to us fans that actually enjoy WWE. Right. Say what you want. Yes, I am a big AEW fan now. Mm-hmm. But would I be a big AEW fan if WWE was doing what it was doing 10, 20 years ago? Right. I mean, just saying. Yeah, so it's been, it's crazy. And then the draft so far has kind of looked crazy, and we'll talk about that more next week. But, yeah, they have already separated New Day from each other again. It kind of sucks. Yeah, man. I, I was looking forward to them being, you know, together a little bit. You know, I you could still kind of have them, like, not working together constantly, but at least to have them there to team up every once in a while would have been great. Yeah. You know, you don't have to do the same thing that you're doing with the bloodline where you're like, oh, my God, we got to have we gotta cronies. We got to them together. We got to have cronies for the champion. No, it's not like that. We just wanted them to be able to occasionally, hey. You know what have- sucks about this whole bloodline thing? Mm-hmm. They screwed this shit up, too. Yeah. You know why? Because there's no reason for them to be heel. They weren't heel. None of them were heel. And then you turn them heel. And make everybody hate them. Right. Well, it's like, there's no reason for that. True. There wasn't really a reason for them to be heel at all. And now you want me to freaking... You want me to like Brock Lesnar like he's some baby face. He's not a baby face. In fact, if he gets that title... He's not coming back for a while. Yeah. So, for all of you Brock Lesnar fans, enjoy him while he lasts. Because he'll, he'll show up to the pay-per-view, he'll get the title, and then he'll go home. Yep. And we won't see him or the title for how long? Until Rumble. January. So, we won't see him I don't understand the whole... He's a big dude. He goes in there and beats the hell out of people. Mm-hmm. I love it too. I think it's cool. But what I don't like is how the guy leaves. Yeah. And you don't, you don't stick around. I don't give a shit about this whole prize fighter bullshit. Right. You're in wrestling, dude. Get over yourself. Exactly. That's why I hope Fox Lee kind of gets on to WWE and go, Hey, wait a minute. Don't you let Lesnar take that title and then just leave. Yeah. Because, you know, Fox has been furious a few times with WWE about how they've done things on SmackDown and... I don't think Fox will be happy at all if they see their champion. I don't think Fox is happy at all considering the fact that they haven't really... They were supposed to be like 
the it factor, the brand, because they were moving to Fox. Right. And they have not lived up to that. No, they have not. At all. Well, you're right. They, so. They haven't. They've been really crappy in that aspect well, with this whole move to Fox. And, and I'm sorry, be... but even, even Raw anymore, there's nothing special about it. There's nothing that, like, really catches my eye and makes me want to watch it every week. True. So not, it's like, damn, dude. You're definitely not wrong on that either. So it's, yeah, it's just kind of crazy how things are going. It's it's nothing against WWE itself. It's saying, please, we want we want better, better wrestling. We want better sports entertainment. Whatever you guys want to give us, we want better. Please, please just stop mm. giving us this crap. And we want better storylines. Yeah. Some of your storylines have just gotten so out of whack, it's gotten ridiculous. Like the whole Bobby Lashley and freaking Lana thing that was going on there. It's like you already know she's with Rusev. Why would you screw with something like that and make it weird? All right. Yeah. So I'm sure I'm sure both of them are kind of glad they're no longer with WWE in that aspect. Yeah. You know, there's certain things where you kind of got to take the personal... And leave it alone. You know what? You know what relationship I really loved in the WWE, and they never showcased it. And this is why I loved it. John Moxley and Renee Young. True. I loved it. Because mm-hmm. if you wanted to see anything about their relationship, you'd have to go on Instagram. Right. And even then, they were kind of quiet and private about their relationship. Yeah. Even now, they are very quiet and private about their relationship. They are. And it's and it's been and it was been fantastic. I mean, you kind of got you you had the little weird angles where when she would interview Moxley during WWE, he kind of be all like flirty with her and stuff. But that's because it's his wife. Yeah. But and so it was like, oh, they're, they're kind of hinting at something. But yeah. They, but they never made it weird. No. And they left it alone. Uh, but and then then WWE getting mad at Lana and Rusev for for what for for saying hey we're married hey we're getting married hey and you guys want to get mad at them because you got them in some stupid storyline yeah. you guys already break kfab with everything else and you want to get mad at them for that well guess what we're mad at you for the crown jewel this year this is just flat out stupid right so they're talking about a match. Talking about it before that you it even happens. Talking about a match to be set up before you even have the result from the pay-per-view in. Yeah. See, like, right after that match, then say, at Crown Jewel, Roman versus Lesnar. Okay. You know, I never really... But not I, before. I never really understood the whole, oh, you know, the old school KFAB thing. Mm-hmm. But I get it now. All right. Because it's just bad. It's it leaves a bad taste in your mouth if you leave stuff wide open like that. It does. So. It is terrible. All right, man. So we got to stop bad mouthing the bad mouthing the WWE, and we'll move on. <laughs> no, that's not bad. I, I, what it is for me is I'm frustrated because I'm a big fan. I've been watching since I was, you know, four or five years old, and for me to. Watch it go from being what it was to what it is now. I mean, the athleticism is, is crazy nowadays. Like Reggie, right? That dude is nuts, right? Um, but 
you know, the storyline they got him going in with, with the 24-7 title. I don't really care for that title. Right. To me, it's very ugly, and uh, it's there's no... There's no prestige to it when everyone can hold it and when it's been passed back and forth. And I think if you want to get technical, our truth is held that title more than anyone. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. yeah, it's over 50 times now. Yeah, it's like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> He's lost it. I mean, it's hilarious to see the backstage stuff. And chasing each other around, doing things like that. Because, yes, we do need to have fun with it. But at what point are you going to take it serious? Exactly. <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, I just, that, that's just me, man. I'm just, I'm just, I want to see WWE do better. Because I don't want to see them go under because of what AEW is doing. I, lo- I love AEW. I love what they're doing. But if WWE doesn't watch out, it's going to be done. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be it because, you know, you guys aren't putting much effort toward your product. Exactly. All right. So, we'll be back again with uh, baseball basketball talk tomorrow. I'm sorry we had to do a delay, but things just got a little hectic this week. So, we had to push it back. But uh, no big deal. We'll get it done. We'll get back on track as soon as we can. Uh, So, uh, we've got to talk about the end of the postseason. Preseason just kicked off for the NBA today, so we can talk about how teams are looking so far in the preseason, any rust that need to be worked on or anything like that. And then, of course, Tuesday we'll be back with football NASCAR talk as we got a lot to talk about another crazy weekend of football. Yeah, man. <laughs> I had to breathe there before I go off my own little tangent before yeah. we even get to it. And then, of course, uh, uh, Thursday, we'll have more AEW talk. And then we'll be back with more WWE talk when we talk about not only Raw and SmackDown this coming week, but also, of course, the results from the uh, WWE draft. Oh, yes. This is going to be fun, dude. I always love this time of year with the draft. It makes It's a good shakeup. And, you know, you get to see some, some matches you don't usually get to see. So Yes, sir. So we got that all for you coming up this week. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. Hey, everyone. This is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at Sports Talk dot Cooper dot Big Man. Or you can email us at Sports Talk with Cooper in Big Man. That's Sports Talk W I T Cooper, the letter N Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode. 
Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now